Hello, before we get started with this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard, I just want to let you know that I am also a part of another podcast called Out the Airlock, where we also discuss science fiction films and decide if they should be thrown out the airlock or rushed to the med bay. If you like Sci-Fi Graveyard, please give that a listen. It is Out the Airlock, and it is also on Anchor, Spotify, and Amazon. And now to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Uh, the latest episode today is we're going to be talking about the Dune remake of 2021. This is actually the second remake of Dune. As in the early 2000s, there was a made-for-TV sci-fi channel miniseries, one of the first original uh, miniseries that the sci-fi channel made, and it starred William Hurt. But we're not talking about that one. I just mentioned it because let you know that this is not the... This is not... There's more than the original 1984 adaptation of dune and the one that we're talking about from 2021 uh there was a made for tv one as well and i will say that according to men's health uh, the article that i read the author of that article says that they consider the sci-fi channel one to be the most complete adaptation but of course we'll see because the sequel to this dune uh will come out next year so we'll see how it how it finishes the story of House Atreides. So Dune 2021 was directed by Dennis Villanueva. I'm probably mispronouncing that. And written by John Saffitz, uh, Dennis Villanueva, and Eric Roth. Again, probably butchering the director's name. The movie stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, and Zendaya. Zendaya from, you know, Spider-Man movies, Disney Channel, a few other things. I think she's on that Netflix show that everyone keeps talking about. Uh, it also has Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, and Batista, as known from Guardians and WWE. The movie was released by Warner Brothers. The movie was released on October 22nd of 2021 in the United States. It had an estimated budget of $165 million and grossed just over $400 million, according to the IMDb. Uh, the movie is basically just another adaptation of Dune. The House of Trades is becomes embroiled in a war for control over the galaxy's most valuable asset, the spice, while its heir becomes troubled by visions of a dark future. Dun, dun, dun. So there is some differences between this adaptation of Dune and the book. Uh, the book was originally written in 1965 by Frank Herbert. And it was a fairly well-received novel. And this is quoting uh, Game Rant's article. 
which is why it got its movie treatment in 1984. Uh, that film was criticized for its screenwriting and not being as faithful uh, to source material, but it's kind of a cult classic. And now I'm paraphrasing the article. But the, some of the things that happened that were differently, we're not going to go through their entire list. Um, Liet Kynes, I don't know how I'm pronouncing that correctly because I've never read the book. Uh, that character was gender swapped. Originally in the book, it was a male, and in this one, it is a woman. Uh, the, that character's death was changed. Um, in the book, the character died from exhaustion and dehydration and delirium in the desert, on a fucking desert planet. Uh, did not heroically take out three of the elite guard members by a sandworm. Um, the book, while docs about the Minat, the Mentat training, uh, this movie, it, as you see, didn't really delve into it all that much. I feel like the, uh, I feel like the original movie talked about it a little bit more as well. Um, the Sardakar, which is those elite soldiers, were supposed to be disguised as Harkonnen soldiers, which is from the book. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't read the book, so I don't know much of the the backstory. It's I, I kind of ashamed to be a nerd since I haven't read Dune, but it is an 800-page book, and that could be why I haven't read it. It's probably going to be something that I would have to probably listen to as an audio book. But that the, the disguise costumes were supposed to just show that the emperor the emperor didn't have anything to do with the with the attack, which the they did. And in the book, they talk about the traitor sub subplot, but uh, in the movie, it was kind of really glossed over. When you find out, it was uh, Doctor Yu was uh, the traitor, but he was also trying to kill. The um, sorry, my throat's a little dry. The fat guy. Yeah, he was trying to. I can't. What they call? I can't oh, remember baron. his name either. Yeah, yeah. they call it the Baron. He was uh, trying to kill the Baron, and which is why he implanted the poison tooth and um, Jason Isaac's character, who was actually in this movie. Did you know Vlad- that? Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah, and then that's all I'm really gonna talk about that that's all from according to game rant that article was written and looking at it while we talk uh that was from october of last year so not fairly uh, fairly recent um so spoiler alert uh, i was kind of sad that duncan died in this movie but it turns out that he did die in the book i didn't know if that was anything that was changed because again i haven't read the book which i probably should and but he comes back in one of the other in the novel Dune Messiah at the second book in the original series, and he comes back as something called a gola. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but basically, a gola is an artificially created human, uh, which was which is derived by replicating the individual once they're dead. Then they, it's kind of basically like a clone, but you're cloning them after they die. I guess is the the most layman way to say that. But um, based that's he does return. So if this does become a series and they decide to do Messiah, then he he can come back. Yeah. If anything, they're probably gonna do. Far as I know, is that he's going to do the next one where it's like 
he's fitting in the, because this was based around the first half of the first book. Yeah. And, then, and so the next one is supposed to be the rest of that book and the second book in the series. So I'm wondering how he's going to be able to fit all of that. And then like it to like, unless he's going to do like a three hour or a four hour long movie, which I don't think a lot of people are going to watch a four hour long movie. Uh, the yeah, I don't, I'm not going to, I mean, I'll be honest with you as much as I liked that was really hard to get through three hours. I mean, it was sitting there for three hours. So I can't imagine trying to sit through a four hour movie because the, the second book is the Messiah. And the, uh, so if they try to do both those books, but I don't see Jason Momoa listed in the cast for the second one. So I don't know, but well, I mean, he was technically killed. So the one that's coming back uh, back is the one that's Jason Momoa's character in it, and not yeah, the dad. He, no, the dad won't come back because the dad was oh, killed. Okay. He, yeah, Jason Momoa's character, uh, Duncan Duncan Idaho. He, yeah. he his character comes back in the in the the novel Dune Messiah. Mm, okay. And, yeah. Uh, um, for uh, for out of this movie, he was my favorite, though. <laughs> yeah, he was probably my favorite character. I mean, I know Josh Brolin's character lives because of the first movie. He he played the same role as Patrick Stewart, uh, so he's going to show up probably at the, in some point in the second book or in the second movie. Um, apparently, the director of this movie is is he did Blade was, Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, and but he, he was a bunch of other ones, but he did a rival too. Yeah, yeah he did a rival, but he's a huge. Apparently, he's a lifelong dream of his was to adapt Dune since he saw Dune nineteen eighty four, and that's mostly why I'm not surprised because this dude really cares about the source material that he covers. That's mostly why I knew if anybody was going to do it right, it was going to be him. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of surprised that the Baron was still on Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie. You didn't, well, like... And the biggest thing that was surprising to me, and I know we're I'm kind of moving ahead, but Zendaya was shown in a lot of the trailers, and she's barely... It, yep, she's barely in the movie, yeah. <laughs> she's probably going to... Well, she was probably the biggest... Well, besides Josh Brolin, and I... Well, yeah, probably just Josh Brolin. She was probably the... Uh, the next biggest, like the biggest name. Oh, I because... get that. It's crazy. Like basically, what you saw in the trailers was what she was in the movie. Yep. Yeah, she was. She's probably going to play a bigger role in the in the second half, Dune Part Two. Oh, because, I, I yeah, great because she's Sean Young's character. I mean, so and from the original one in 1984, but um, but even on the poster, she's like. Filling. I mean, it's like it's it just it's crazy to me. When, when, <laughs> I was, oh, how much but, little screen time she yeah. had? Yeah, yeah, she was just shown in all the. She was shown in some of the visions that Paul went through, and then us, and then you know him and uh his mom, Lady Jessica, and then of course there was. Oscar Isaac says Duke, but I don't know if he, well, yeah, he would have been known because he was, he, I mean, I guess what introduced him to a lot of mainstream audiences was him and Oscar Isaacs was from Star Wars. 
Yeah, well, mainly. So just so you know, there's another spinoff being done for HBO Max. It's called Dune the Sisterhood. Oh. That'll be the third. That, that'll be one of the next things. Uh, the, and, but they're thinking of a third film. Um, but there is a there is a HBO Max series coming out. So, um, oh well, Oscar Oscar Isaac is going to be um in the new in the next Spider Man and across the Spider Verse. I think he's the Spider Man twenty ninety nine, Miguel O'Hara. That'll be cool. Yeah, and of course Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. Yeah, but I think. I think he he got known to us by being Poe Dameron, Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens. And so I'm just looking through like a really quick, his filmography. Yeah, he was in an episode of Criminal Intent. That's the only thing I would have seen him in before this. And then he was in Robin Hood, which 2010, which would have been the other one with Russell Crowe. Wow, it's been 12 years since that movie came out. But Again, the biggest name, probably one of the biggest names would have been Zendaya behind Jason Momoa um, and maybe Josh Brolin, maybe Batista too. But I mean, he's popular for being, you know. Well, even him, he hasn't it for very long either. I mean, he no, is. He's not. He, he's not. Actually, there were a lot. Timothy Chalamet and Josh Brolin were probably in it the longest. Well, yeah, because Timothy is the. Uh, Ferguson, his mom. That I mean, that they were in it the vast majority of the movie. But the interesting part is, Aiden, my oldest, watched it with me, and he watched the original one when, when we watched that one. And five, like five minutes in, he was like, "Oh, this movie already makes more sense than the original one," um, because it even went into what Spice was and kind of explained what it was almost right off the bat. And, yeah, and, that, and that's the main difference that I thought was when I watched this one was that everything was clearer and it wasn't so much about religion where it showed like 1984 was more about religion than politics was like you see from the jump that it's definitely dealing with uh, politics throughout the whole film, like how how they set up everything, especially the Emperor, like how they set up everything from the very beginning scene and stuff like that, that they knew what was happening. They set this up on purpose the whole time. So, like, and you following along with them and going through the whole thing was cool. And the original one, when I read about it, doing the 1984 one, it was supposed to be over three hours long, but they cut it. And I think in cutting it, screwed a lot of the the storytelling up they probably planned on doing. Because it really, I remember when, and I think I talked about it in the last podcast, was it seemed jumbled. And, yeah. And uh, just, it was kind of hard to understand if you didn't really grasp what was going on already. So um, this one at least you know, has cut it in half and you really didn't get much out of this one too much. It was almost like an introduction to them uh, more so than anything else and uh, started to pick up near the end. And But um, I can see why they did it this way versus um, 
trying to get it all in one movie. I don't know how they could. Yep. This thing was two and a half hours long, and they got only what they got out of it. So, um, anyhow. No, you're good. I'll be honest with you. I had a hard time watching the uh, the first half of this movie because I thought it was moving too slow. But then again, I I watched it late one night when I was tired because I worked all day since I start my days at like four in the morning, you know, or I get up between four and four thirty and start my day. So that could be why I wasn't getting into it. But once they, once the, it led up about the hour and 18 minute mark, when it starts picking up and they start, you know, the attack happens on the, where they're, where they're staying on the planet. That was when I kind of started getting more into the movie. And I don't know if it was just because I thought it was a lot of dialogue heavy at the beginning, or if I was just watching it through tired eyes. So it was, I mean, I, I said it was, it wasn't moving entirely quick. Um, and it did pick up, but yeah, I, I don't, but I don't know how else they could have done it. If, if uh, this is like, if somebody had never seen the original one before, yep. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it helps that I had seen the original movie. And so that helped with, you know, understanding what was going on because the basic structure is still the same. I mean, it's still an adaptation of Dune. So a lot of the same things are in place. I also like in this one, you didn't really see the worms that much yet. Yeah, yeah, they teased the fuck out of the worms until you finally did, and they they showed them like humongous. I mean, like of course, we were talking about the nineteen eighty four version. Now uh, there's definitely a difference, but uh, also at the same time CGI and everything. But uh, I just loved how they like how enormous they made them in this movie. Yeah. But there was like a lot of things that the the scale of everything was just bigger. Like compared to the original film, like especially, I think probably one of my favorite scenes, and because it's a very slow burn movie. Because like I, I just remember because one of my favorite scenes in the movie is like him initially talking to the uh, what's it called, where they put his hand in the box. Yeah, she was like a priestess. That's yeah. what I'm gonna refer to her as. That, that's one of my favorite scenes in the thing where they're just like I'm instantly going to kill you if you take your hand out or whatever and then eventually you see like I love how like you hear the stuff going in it and like you're uh, as him in a way right and then it clears and then he just sits there and stares at her right that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh, by far but like like uh, off of that and it goes through the whole thing and like that's why i say like it's a very slow burn throughout the whole entire movie and that's why i think a lot of it when it hits the end you're just like fuck i'm ready to watch the rest of it yeah because it's a slow burn and i mean maybe like i said if i had watched it like let's say i was i was off and you know i, I hadn't worked all day and then i watched it i probably would have been into it a little bit more and again, I was just exhausted. I thought the movie was visually, it was beautiful, like well shot. All the, the visually, the movie was. Did you great. ever watch Blade Runner 2049? 
Well, I have not seen uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, I highly oh. recommend that film just because I, I mean, I haven't watched it since the first time I watched it since then, but like, I still love that film, especially the, and that's the main thing about this director is that he's very good with visuals, like especially with Blade Runner. Like, I just love the look of everything in it. That just made it look awesome. So, I mean, like, and I've seen it with, uh, I mean, Arrival's another one. Everything looks very cool in that uh, movie, too. Well, yeah, I found it interesting because it's hard to make uh, the desert look visually stunning. Yeah. Yeah, And he kind of did. He did it. I mean, the fact that he was able to pull that off and, and... you know, and that's why it won six Academy Awards. I think, uh, and they were all revolving around like the look of them. Um, yeah, and it makes sense too because my other like uh, uh, favorite scene, and it is how they show from jump how menacing of a character the Baron is, like yeah. where he's well, in the where was, when I don't mean to cut you off, but. Again, I talked about Aiden. Aiden remembers the first one. Like he, it's funny because the first thing he said, he goes, "That's the floaty dude," and I said, yeah. what are you "Talking about," and and he goes, "The floaty guy from the first one," and and <laughs> and this was before he even like uh, floated, you know? And, yeah, and- like just having how he shot the film, like uh, how he shot, especially the scene. Where you see a close up of the uh, the person that he's talking to, and then you see in the background him like floating around, right? Like, <laughs> and just off frame where you barely even see him, and then you just see like the frame of his face while he's saying certain things. I was just like, man, I love that scene. It just looks cool. Like the he, way that they show, especially how menacing they show him from off jump, where well, you just know he's the villain, well, or one of them at least. The dude looks fat, but then you look at him; he looks highly muscular at the same time. It's like I don't know how he, the, they pulled that off, but he's, he's he, like a muscular with a pot belly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like ripped to shit, and then he's fucking fat. It's it's. <laughs> it was just hilarious to me, but because uh, because the scene where they they bring the doctor and when he, they're talking about he's like he said you would free my wife he's like and I could you would really and he's like yeah I said I would free her and then you would join her so now join her and then he cuts his head off I think he decapitated yeah him. yeah that, that's oh man it was just like. You, uh, that's why I say like them doing it like as soon as they get to the near ending part and stuff like that you're just like oh fuck it's about to end I'm like fuck how the hell are they gonna set like I'm already invested I want to see the rest of the film and I gotta wait like a whole nother year and a half or however long it's gonna take because it was it came out like what like three or four months ago it came I out guess. at the end of 2021 I think yeah so, so it came out like four months ago, and it's like I'm already like fuck. Now I gotta wait however long until the second one comes out because I think he was still like they didn't even film it yet or something, or if they were in the mode of uh, like in pre-production or something before they were filming it. 
What doesn't even come out until October of 2023, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we still we got, got like a year and a half because it came out. The second one. Yeah, because this part one came out in um, October 20. I'm looking at the, I'm trying to look at it. 22nd, I think, is what the poster says on the IMDb. Yeah, October 22nd. So late October. So it's been out. It was like five months ago, give or take, you know. Yeah, so we gotta wait a whole nother like another, two another years. eighteen months. Another yeah, eighteen months. Like just to watch the damn second one. So like it's disappointing because you're like, fuck, I wanna see the rest of it. But it also did its job if you're watching. Yeah. If it was hyping you up for the second film, it definitely did its job. <laughs> because anybody that watched the whole film and got to that ending part is definitely wanting to watch the second movie. Uh, I'd be surprised. Like, if anybody that didn't make it there, it's probably because they just didn't want to, like, they can't have the attention span to watch a movie for that long. I mean, I have the attention span, but like I said, I think when I first watched, started watching it, because I broke it up into two parts just because it was getting late that when I started it. And I was like, I don't want to be up to, like, 2 in the morning. So I, 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 was, I finished it this afternoon when I got home from work and it was, it was, it was good. Like once it started, the story started picking up and everything started, it it was, it got better maybe because some action was actually happening. It wasn't like dialogue heavy scenes, I guess would be like a good way to describe it. It wasn't like like the first hour and a half. It seemed like was just setting up the eventual them taking over like them just trying to because really essentially it was like planning on them to fail they were setting up his family to fail anyway and then like the emperor knew it and everybody knew it and they just wanted to get rid of his family essentially that's pretty much what it it boils down to yeah it's like setting up the first hour and a half is them getting in touch with like the family the kid like teaching him him the moves and stuff like that for like training him and all this stuff him dreaming all this stuff is setting up like everything eventually for the battle them getting away from him and then eventually running into I forgot the name of the the people that were at uh, on that planet the freema i think is what they're called okay yeah. But like him getting to them, that was where the the movie had to end, if anything. I knew that that was going to be where it was going to end when I was watching it, was them getting there. Just because I was like, fuck, there's only like 10 minutes left uh, uh, Like when I was watching it. I was like, there ain't no way that the, the, it has to end here. <laughs> Yeah, they're not. It's it's not going to be like okay, we're storming the castle now. Yeah, <laughs> we're taking just, it. But I'm just so intrigued with I don't uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I kind of know what's going to happen, but like how his uh, how he's going to do when he's with all the people and stuff like that, setting up what they're going to be doing is what I'm intrigued to see. So because eventually it's going to be you know he's got to defeat the baron and mm-hmm. and eventually the emperor too you already yeah. know that he's gonna go after the emperor at one point but that's why and that's why i thought that it was very like 
from the jump that they were telling you this stuff like it's a political thing right it's like they were probably knew that they just needed to get rid of this family because they wanted uh, they were like it could be any sort of like uh, ambitious reasons that they were trying to get higher up in the thing they wanted to quell that like any reason why they could have decided to take them out and that was just their reason to do it right I never that's really mostly got, why I say, huh? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I never really got the the the. What was the point of taking the planet away from the Baron and giving it to the uh, House of Trades just to like do them dirty and try to kill them to take it back? And like, it didn't make any sense. Well, like, to me, it seemed like they were just planning on getting rid of the family anyway, and they just wanted a reason to like veil it. Like that, that that's the, that's what I was assuming out of it was because they eventually went in there because they weren't making uh making their quota on the spice, really essentially because I'm assuming that it's kind of like run like a business where you only you have to send out a certain amount of spice every month or however long that they were doing it for and if you weren't hitting that quota they would get rid of you so. They kind of sabotage, self-sabotage them to keep them from being able to produce that amount of spice. So they were just finding a reason to get rid of them. So they could have pissed them off, pissed off the emperor or whatever, or they were just worried like that something was going to happen if they didn't get them out of their way, right? So essentially, or they could have had people saying like, this kid was going to eventually like and try to take over this thing so they were trying to quell that before it started right i mean not saying that that's what it is but that's what it seemed like to me was that they were like they just had it out for him so they were finding any reason to get rid of him <laughs> so like they, the, so like they did the shit with the spice as an excuse and that could be a very well be i'm sure there's i'm sure if i were to read the novel which probably should now that i've seen yeah i'm yeah. sure that it would go more in go depth more in into deep, it. yeah because they talked more about all this stuff in the meantime but as it is in the movie that's what i'm taking out of the whole story like for for me at least <laughs> yeah still that's why i say it's still a good movie though i I definitely need to own it. I don't know why I haven't bought it yet, but I'm oh, I really enjoying watching it. <laughs> well, like I said, it'll be interesting to see if if uh, he does anything related to the sandworms in the second one, because that was a big piece of the first. Oh yeah, how he was crawling, on, or that they were on the sand on the sandworms and shit. Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, where he was riding it, he because he saw. I think it will because it it showed um, he saw someone riding the sandworm at the end of the movie, near the end of the movie. Or actually, it was like probably right at the end when they when he defeats the the guy in battle and he joins their clan, so to speak. Yeah, and I loved that fight too. Like how it was like it was hearkening back to one of his past fights and stuff like that, or like the dream that he was having. Yeah, like, you know, he was like, "Oh, this is this is what I'm supposed to do." Like that's how he beats him and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. It, <laughs> was, 
it was interesting because like sorry if you hear noise i'm i have to have do something with my hands while i'm talking it's kind of like i guess add thing or something i have no idea but it seems like it seems like like the fight you think that it's gonna be like he's gonna have like a hard time like fighting this guy and then he he kind of just kicks his ass yeah well that's what i'm saying it's like it looks like they were showing with his uh visions pretty much that's the easiest way to put it is yeah. that visions of like what's about to happen and some of them are like happen in a certain order and then he was seeing everything as it was ha- like the fight was going out and then that's what i was taking it for is that he was seeing it like he was gonna die then so then he flipped it and then he did it to the other guy right yeah either, either that or it was showing him how he beats the dude essentially it was just making it seem like he was dying but like he it, it was just supposed to be that way he knew like what he was supposed to do to beat him essentially but probably because like it he because he they have that training scene where he with um with josh brolin's character you know where he's practicing with the shields and everything yeah and I thought the shields looked you know, pretty cool how they were. They like flashed blue when they were holding and then red when, cause they, like they said, if you, if you go slow enough, it'll print, it'll print whatever you're using. The bladed weapon will penetrate the shield. And so the shield becomes basically useless. Well, if you're was, moving slow enough. That was the funny part. I remember Aiden made that comment was he's, what the hell's the point of a shield? He didn't say what the hell, but he said, you know what? You, you didn't say what the hell? No. What, <laughs> no what, <I'm> <laughs> what good is shield if it doesn't block a knife? I mean, it's like yeah. you know, it's like what's the point of having one if it doesn't really block anything? And uh, well, so, it blocked the quick attacks. It just if you slow and steady pressure would eventually. It was. I don't think it it blocks it at first because you notice when um the duke is first incapacitated they show they show him they show the needle the needle like slowly penetrating the shield so like i guess guess it's something to do with constant pressure that's the only thing i can think of that's that's all i could do or the amount of force it would take for it to get through it i think that was more what it was it seemed like because it seemed like once it kind of shot quick was when it went through it and that seems like when when the knife doesn't work is when they stab you like you're just slicing it doesn't really get through it like those like you said the quick attacks but if you freaking stab somebody or like i think aiden mentioned like shoot shoot them with a gun probably would be pretty deadly so it's like well what the hell's the point of the shield. Yeah, because none of them, none of them used guns. I don't remember, recall. I think it. No, I think they, it was mostly hand to hand. It was melee weapons. Yeah, he was making the point that a gun would be the same thing because it would literally be a quick, you know, shot versus yeah. oh. So he was saying that, you know, what what is the point of having a shield if it doesn't protect you against that stuff? You know, it's um. So, <laughs> 
Yeah, but the shields did look cool though. I thought it was. They gnarly. did. I thought the I thought the ship looked cool. They looked like dragonflies. I thought that was pretty cool. That's why I thought pack. like everything in the movie looked cool yeah. to me. Like I thought, like the way that he made all the stuff looked pretty dope. Like compared to like a bunch of uh, like especially compared to the 1984 Eight. movie. Like the worms look cool. The the fighting look cool. Like I mean the ba- the huge battle when they're taking or trying to take over the the spice trade again like uh was awesome i just loved how like everything was going crazy and there was like havoc and stuff like that explosions everywhere i thought the whole thing was cool and i liked how like he used the like got close to him to the baron and then he did the poison thing but then it wasn't enough i liked the I pretty much liked how everything about the movie. I mean, like, and it's hard to say, like, that everything wasn't, shouldn't have been in the, like, because I can't think of anything that didn't make sense having it in the movie. Sure, it was kind of run slow at the beginning, but I had a feeling it was going to be a slow burn movie anyway. But, so, like, I'm just thinking of, like, all the stuff that happens in the movie that there isn't like anything that sits out like where I'm just like oh well I could get rid of this shit <laughs> like, and to me it just seems like everything works it was like a uh, it's almost to me like if you have sequels planned this is how the first one always has to be because you can't literally it's like the origin story kind of almost like I remember the first Spider-Man was like that like you know it was like talking a lot about his backstory and it, there wasn't a lot of action in it. And then after that, the the sequels, that's all it is, is the action because you know who Peter Parker is. Yeah, because they have to set up the character. They have to introduce the characters and get people to know who they are. Uh, so they got to, they got to, well, you know, they've got to introduce it as if somebody's never seen Dune before. Because Yeah, or heard of Dune. Yeah, because... Uh, in 2021 let's face it a lot of the people watching the movie or weren't even born when the first one came out so um so uh, the only way they've seen if they're like my son then watched it with me right but uh they wouldn't just be watching a movie from 1984 i mean so um so coming in fresh they don't know what the story is and but even from my my son's standpoint like i was saying before he enjoyed this one way more than the 1984 one and and part of it i think is because of what i was talking about earlier was the the fact that that one was originally supposed to be three hours long and they cut it to 137 minutes or whatever it was and i think by, by by doing that they took out what you would have learned <laughs> yeah that you learned in this one and yeah they so. took out you gotta gotta love um studio yeah, i'm sure that probably if you look on the dvd there's probably a lot of the deleted scenes on there but probably not like everything that they uh like the only way that you would probably see most of that stuff is probably be like if you had a director's cut of the film or something like that 
But I would much rather watch this one hands down compared to the other one. So, and that yeah. says something because I do like the 1984 movie, but yeah. I like this one better. I thought I like the 1984 movie. I I, I thought it was good because I remember wanting to watch it for years and just being like, "No, it's going to be boring." Because you know how like 70s, well, this was 84, but at that time, sci-fi all had that same type of feel to it, and they they all wanted to be these like, and the. uh so it made me not want to watch it. And I remember them always advertising it on the sci-fi channel back when the sci-fi channel was becoming a thing. So it was, you know, it was, and I don't know why I never watched it, but I was glad I did. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, but also, you know, as we've gotten older, our taste is, I don't want to say it, like they broaden because, you know, we're, we're willing to watch more stuff now, like more th- types of things now, than we would have back in the day. Shoot, I just uh, like uh, to me. I still like like the older movies too, but I like to be watching something new every once in a while too. <laughs> That's yeah, the main thing for me. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like I like the mo- I like the second half of the movie. But then again, I probably would need to go back and give it another go, just to be fair. Cause, like I said, I was really tired trying to watch it, so I think I'm I'm judging it harshly. Well, I mean, I, I mean I'm just saying, like, if you're tired, you're probably gonna fall asleep for the first half of the film. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's all. That's, like that's, where I, for, that's where I was. Well, yeah, because it's all that backstory stuff. Like, if yep, you're expecting action from a movie right off the bat. You're not gonna get it, and and honestly, I. And knowing the way the movies are, that's how I would rather them be. If I knew there were sequels planned, um, you know, I would rather it, especially for someone like my son or even younger, like my younger son, right, that, that hasn't seen the 84 one. He's going to watch this and he's going to understand it from, you know, what's going on just watching the movie. And, the whole spice thing. I remember watching not fully grasping what the hell spice was at the beginning and what the hell the point of that was. And in this one, almost right off the bat, you knew what it was and you knew what it was in. They showed it and they showed it multiple times in this movie. Like I don't, you know, it's so they kind of implied it in the 84 version that I remember. They didn't really show it. Yeah, and especially it showed like how it affects you too. Yeah, this movie, like, uh, uh, like where it was making him dizzy or whatever. Like at one point, like so, like it was showing they, how like and it, it, because it, it, huh? And they explained it because of a doctor or whatever when they got back from that place talked about he was sensitive to it. That yeah, and that he was and it causes psycho somatic or whatever uh things and he was highly sensitive to it and so in the first one they didn't they just oh it that's what it is and then <laughs> it's and he just started doing stuff because of it and it was like okay anyhow yeah they kind of condensed a lot they probably should let Dave was it david fincher it was david, david 
Yeah. Yeah. They did the original one of the 1984 adaptation. Yeah. David Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch. I don't know why I said David Fincher, but the the Twin Peaks. They should have. They should have um, let him do what he wanted with the movie, and it probably would have been better. Oh, bombed. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's a cult classic now, but it only made like thirty million in the box office. It didn't do shit. Yep. I mean, so this one made. Well, it's still making money, but I mean, it's four hundred million, so it's already made two hundred and seventy over. I think their budget, which. You know, which I can see why again. And and again, this one's actually going to push you to want to watch the next one. Because especially, not only for the people that haven't seen or have seen Dune, from they know kind of how it's going to go. But for people that don't, they, they still know it's going to go somewhere and they want to see where it's going to go. So um, the second one's going to make a ton of money too. And I can imagine that budget's going to be more because they're going to be doing a lot more in that one. I think. Yeah, they got they got a lot to do because they have to. Um, he has to spend time with them and train and learn and master his gifts. I thought it was interesting that in the 1984, he his mom was already had the little girl, but in the in this one she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't given birth to her yet. She and so they condensed that a lot too. That's mostly why I think that it's going to be set up a longer, uh, a bunch of time, especially in the next movie. I think that they're probably going to time jump it at least once, or like probably because of between the end of book one to year two, and like the book two. I think that they would probably do like a time jump, but you never know. I don't know how he's going to do this movie, and I'm intrigued. That's all I know for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. I will definitely probably check out number uh, part two and give it a you know a fair shake because I like I. By the end of it, I want to see what's going on with the, you know. With Zendaya, like I mean, we we saw the 1984. So we kind of know, but we don't know everything because they rushed through so much stuff where they found the big things of water and he he suddenly instantly is leading these people. Like there's no build up to that in the original one. It's kind of like boom, 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 boom. And st- okay, everyone's going to follow them to the storm and take down the Baron. So there's, so at least with this, we're going to be able to see the build up to that. And what he actually has to go through. And one of the things they never really said, sorry, I, again, been up since like four something. Uh, one of the things they never quite established in 84, how long did it take? that They never talk about the time period uh, between he joins the people and then when he goes after to take back his family, you know, the, to go take down the Baron. They, they like, there's no, yeah, they just kind of went and started doing it like instantly. Yeah. So it's interesting to see exactly how, how long that gap was. Cause we know there's got to be a gap. Like this wasn't like in days, it's got to be at least months to a couple years. 
And that's what I want to see. I want to see the time gap where he masters his skill because like his mom still has to teach him the stuff that she knows. And plus he's got to learn all the stuff about to lead the people there. So it's just kind of like, you know, what, where to, you know, and like I said, I, I haven't read the book, so I don't know going into this. So this is all new to me. Yep. So definitely check it out. That's all I know for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is a really good movie. Um, like I said, I would have to rewatch the, the first part. It is slow, but then again, it kind of has to be slow because it's got to introduce everybody to them. It's got to introduce everybody to it. You yeah. got to know who everyone is. Cause like I said, from my standpoint, comparing the two, they didn't do a good job of doing that in the 1984 version because I, I was having a hard time following it. My son did this one. I didn't like, I knew who everybody was and how it impacted the story. Like, and all that stuff. All the same stuff happened in the 1984 version that happened in this movie. It just happened in a different, you know. Well, like, it helps that they, they expanded everything. So. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, but, you know, the guy still had the, the tooth thing in the original one. Yeah. Um, gave it to the same guy. He did the same thing. I mean, all of that stuff. So, it's not like the, the story was really any different. And that's, but I stood going in who all those people were and what their point, what their place in the story was. Yep. Watching the original one, it was like, it started off in a spot that was like, what the hell am I watching? And, and never, you know, and then it ramped up, you know, near the end the same way as this movie is going to. But I think splitting it, it was the is the way to go because you know this one ramped up near the end, but the second one's just going to be all, all. I think. I think I think I think I think the the next one's going to be really good, and I think I'm excited to kind of see what where it's going to go. Going to have a lot to, uh, what do you call it? Um, live up to with this one, though. Yep. I mean, this one won six Academy Awards and. And, uh, you know, grossed a lot of money. So it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to yep. to do a lot. The same thing with, like, I feel like with the new Avatar coming out, and I know I'm kind of diverting, but the new Avatar, it's interesting. The last one came out, what, how many years ago? Uh, oh, shit. 2012, 2009, something around then. Yeah, because so I, was, I was living in... Um, I was living, I, I lived in my, I was living in my townhouse and I had bought it when, by the time that came out. Cause then I got introduced to the series and I'm like, well, F you M night Shyamalan for ruining avatar. The last airbender. Yeah. Well, this one yeah. never watched that show. So can't yeah. see any shit. <laughs> but the new know? coming out, you know, it's going to have a lot to, live up to with the fact the first one was basically the highest grossing movie for however long um and anyways it's going to be interesting to see how that one is um and that's another sci-fi one so 
Yeah, we're doing Resident No, or the you know the James Cameron movie. Uh, oh, Avatar 2, you're talking about? Oh, Avatar. Oh, well, you're talking about Avatar. I was thinking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about the James Cameron Avatar. I think, um, I don't know if those are going to do as well because they've made like most of them to go back to what you're saying. Um, now that I know which one you're actually talking about, uh, I was thinking of the air, but last airbender that M night Shyamalan took a huge dump on and what, and stuff, but no, uh, avatar by James Cameron. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's going to have a lot to live the, the next couple sequels. Yeah, hype is they're filming them. They're it's filming them back to back right now. Yeah. And so, um, well, I mean, it's just going to be a problem. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as huge as, like, Phantom Menace is, right? Like, when they did that, like, the hype was huge on that one. But, like, uh, it's going to... Uh, they're going to have a lot to, like... Uh, it just has to be as good as the, fir- uh, the first one. If it ain't, then they're going to have problems. <laughs> That's amazing. I think, I think this... I think the next Dune is going to be as good because I just... It just, if everyone's coming back, that's part of the first one. I think it's going to be good. The reason, the reason I'm kind of shaky about the, uh, the reason I'm kind of shaky about the Avatar movie, and I know again this isn't on subject, but the only reason I'm kind of like uh, I don't know is because I think they waited too long to do them, and I don't think the hype is going to be there I like agree. it was. Back, and since we're talking about that one, I think that came out in 2009. 2009, I think, is when Avatar came out. James Cameron's Avatar. And I, I just think the hype's gone. I'm sure the land at, at Animal Kingdom is... Well, I mean, they did a long time between like, zombie land movies, so... That I mean, the best one's at freaking Animal Kingdom, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like... <laughs> yeah, 2009 for Avatar. The thing though with um with the my brain just took a break. What was that you said, Josh? Oh, don't worry about it. I can't even remember what I just said. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you talked about um we you were talking about um Zombieland two. I think oh. Zombieland two didn't do as well as the first Zombieland, but like financially, but the uh. The movie was just as good. I actually really liked Double Tap. I thought they both are good in their own way. I think it was a perfect follow-up. And I like the fact that they were living in the White House. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did a lot of things. But that's why... Oh, speaking of sequels, though. So we're doing the Resident Evil uh, Apocalypse next, right? Yes, Resident Thanks. Evil. The second Resident Evil live-action movie starring Mila Jovovich. And... Um, this one was not. This one will not be directed by Paul W. S. Anderson because I think he. I can't remember what he went off to do instead of that one. I'm sure I've read it millions of times. One of the X Men's or some shit. Well, no, he didn't have anything to do with the X Men movies, but he uh, he went off and did some. Oh, was it? He went off to do something else, and that's why he didn't direct it. But after 
like after he stood away, he's like, no, I got to come back. And honestly, aside from, I think the first best, the first, the two best resident evil live action movies are really the first two. And I kind of like apocalypse a little bit better than the first one. I don't know why. Um, The best one. Which one? Apocalypse was by far the best one. It, I think I think it's the cast that makes it so much better. Like Omar Epps is like GTA motherfucker and when he's running down zombies. Uh, I, I love I love yeah, him. We'll movie. talk more about that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know he said he did the Death Race remake too. Paul W. says Anderson. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It might I have mean, been we'll, for we'll Three in. Musketeers or something. He remade that one too. Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Shit, he did the first Mortal Kombat movie too. Yeah. What? He did Alien. He directed Alien versus Predator when Apocalypse came out. Yeah, he wrote. Jeez. He wrote Apocalypse, but he didn't direct it. Yeah, he and that's wrote, probably why. Directed Alien versus and he did Predator. the Spy Hunter movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more because he, he did like. Resident, yeah, it was probably AVP, which is why he didn't, because those came out the same year. And then after that, he did like Resident Evil, something else, Resident Evil, something else, Resident Evil, something else. <laughs> and like, I don't think he directed the last one though. No, it doesn't look like he did. Um, well, I oh, no, he did. Did Final Chapter, yeah, he did. I'm sure that they fucking sucked a big PP anyway. Oh, Resident Evil um, Final Chapter? Which oh, I'm not one. looking forward to that one at all. That's the worst one. Yeah. It's, it sucks. The only cool part about it is Allie Lauder comes back as Claire Redfield because uh, I, I like Allie Lauder and I like Claire Redfield. So I got like, that's like a winning combination, those two together. But. I can't wait yeah. until we get to Afterlife. Oh my god, I'm gonna shit on that damn movie so hard. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we won't do every other month a different movie. Maybe it'll just be Resident Evil finishing up the series now, but <laughs> just so we can hurry up and get to it. But yeah, we'll do Resident Evil Apocalypse next uh, next time on Sci-Fi Graveyard. Um, we're we're not gonna do for a while. We're not gonna do you know Let It Die, Rest in Peace. And the only reason we haven't been doing that lately is because we're, I, I want that more for like older movies and maybe Resident Evil kind of counts like that because it's now, you know, 2004 versus, you know, 2022. So, but I mean, I guess, you know, for the Resident Evil movies, we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back. So there are, they're going to be rest in peace, let it die or rise from the grave. So we'll we'll finish out the series and we'll do those for all those. Since and it kind of is appropriate because we're talking about zombie movies going Especially forward. Especially knowing that they're talking about they've remade the movie in there or making the show. I think it's supposed to be coming out soon too. Is the Resident yeah, Evil there's, there's like Netflix a, yeah, show. there's a show coming out. I thought there was one already on Netflix, and then apparently like another one. And well, then they, they were doing the movie animated movies. I've seen like uh, I've seen a couple of animated films on there. I can't yeah. remember the one that just came out a few months ago, but I know that they're doing the Resident Evil series. Hopefully, they actually do like better. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find <laughs> out. But we're gonna do we're gonna do the live action movies. Um, not so much the anime movies, only because I think I don't think I have access. I can find all of them for us to watch, but we'll see. 
and maybe do those separately because those actually, I think most of them have the voice cast from the games in it. So they oh, follow more of the animated films or something. Yeah. Like degeneration and stuff like that. Those have like, I think the voice actors from the game, from the games. Yeah. Cause Allison court. I think, who I, is the, I, voice I think of, the only one but, that I know of that I've actually watched out of the anime films or, or is degeneration. I think that's the only one that I've seen. I've seen like two or three of them, but it's been so long that I don't remember. So I would definitely have to rewatch them. Um, but I remember the ones I did watch weren't bad. So we're, we're going to do that next. We're going to cover Resident Evil, uh, starting with Apocalypse, because we already did the first movie. And so we're going to do Apocalypse next and then move on to, I think, Extinction is the third one. And then I can't remember the names of them all after that. Uh, the final chapter is the last one, and it's the worst one. I'll just go ahead and say that now. But we'll, we'll shit on it and talk about it more when it gets close. Um, anything anyone else wants to add about Dune? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, I think I uh, want to wish everyone a good night. For Josh and Jeremy, I'm Joseph. Uh, thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard, and we will c- catch you all next time. I'll have a good one. Peace. Good night, everybody. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. Joseph here. If you like Sci-Fi Graveyard, but you also like wrestling, true crime, and maybe horror films, check out some of our other podcasts hosted by The Heart of Geek, Scream Creeps, Wrestling with the Willies, and Morbid Instinct. They're all on Anchor and can be found wherever popular podcasts are. Again, thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and have a great day.